0: Every time that you say no to yourself, you're saying no to an opportunity, growth, or whatever lesson that you needed to learn from that to get to your next chapter or whatever you're waiting for, you know, you're just saying no to yourself.
1: Welcome to the Passion Behind the art show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pink. What's up? Thank you for stopping by. You're in for a treat. Remember to check out my newest project, flyteddy.com. Flyteddy.com. Now, time for this week's episode. Well, I am extremely excited to have Alexis Roberts on the Passion Band Art Show. Alexis, welcome.
0: Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited, too.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, this is long overdue, um, yep, but nothing, long. Happens don't before, don't. Long, nothing happens before nothing happens before the time. But I think I should have been had you on the podcast. You've been doing some cool stuff and we have a great friend in common. So,
0: yes. Um,
1: I should have had you on already, Alexis. Let's it's get right. started. We're here. Um, how did your creative journey start?
0: Um. So I always go back to uh, when I started when I was a teenager. Um, I've always been a creative as far as like singing, dancing. I don't know if you can call that a creative, but I do. Um, singing, dancing, theater. I went to school for theater, all that kind of stuff. Right. So I've always been this very expressive, dramatic person. Um, and so, um, my mom actually started me off. Right. So she was a photographer. She loved. she actually worked at Wolf Camera. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but it's an old, like one of those Kodak kind of like places. (laughs) So she worked there um and she started off her photography just developing film and things like that so her love for photography started there um and so when she decided to do her own business She hired me like on the weekends when I was 16, you know, 15 years old, kind of help her with weddings and, you know, events and things of that nature, church events. I've done literally everything under the sun when it comes to photography. So it started off with that. And I didn't love it at first because I was doing it for money and I was doing it because my mom told me to. (laughs) And then it kind of like went into exploring all the areas of what she did with it. Right. So, I explored Adobe, you know, she had the software on the computer. I was like, what is this? And I come from the MySpace age. So, you know, we were like all into, you know, editing our photos and putting graphics and code, all that kind of stuff on things. People used to hit me up so that I can like edit their picture. Like, can you edit my picture? Can you make it look cool like yours? I'm like, sure. Why not? You know? So I was slinging, like, you know, MySpace pics <laughs> at one <point. laughs> And I did it for fun. You know, I did it for fun. It was just the fun of it. So a lot of people started to catch on that I actually was really good at it and started to hire me to do, like, their, I don't know if every high school does this, but, like, Mr. and Mrs., senior, mm-hmm. you know, junior, sophomore, whatever high school. My high school was Dillard High, so it was Mr. Mrs. Dillard High. Um, uh, so a friend of mine was running for Miss Dillard and she was like, Hey, do you want to do my shirt? And I said, Huh? She was like, Yeah, you could just, you know, add my pictures of myself on the shirt. Terrible. It was so terrible. To, I, I can't find it, but like <laughs> if I did, I probably would be like, Oh no, what did I do? Why all the drop shadows? Um, but it started off with that. I was literally slanging those. So I <laughs> started off with that. It was like, okay, $10 here, I'll do your, you know shirt or your flyer or whatever and we had this guy named um i think his name was China man and <laughs> he was the guy to go to when you wanted shirts flyers all of that like he was the hood like print shop okay so we took my graphics to China man so he could print it out and when i saw it come to life i was like wow you know i was like i didn't know this was like a thing i didn't even know it was a career honestly So it started off there and it blossomed, to be honest. Um, So I started to do a little bit more uh, graphic design. I wanted to go to, I think, the Art Institute at one point, found out it was way too much money. And my mom was like, why don't you just, you know, go into mass communications, you know, get on TV. You're so expressive, you know. I tried it for a while, didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I picked my camera back up in 2014, started shooting professionally, like graduation shoots, all kinds of stuff, doing the side hustle stuff. And then i was um I started to like do my own little businesses, right so like at one point, I used to sell smoothies in my apartment, another time I did jewelry, I sold jewelry, all kind of stuff. so I was giving myself like my own opportunities and just like creating um basically stuff just for me and my business or whatever or for friends, you know, and it started that way, and then also my organization I was part of. I was doing graphic design for them as well. And I realized I started to love it. Like I was like, oh my God, I love creating ideas. I love coming up with nothing, like something into you know, nothing into something. And so um I went down this career path of like, okay, well, I like marketing, I like social media, I like content, I like creating for businesses, giving them ideas, and I thought design was gonna take me there. So ever since then, I've been taking on all the projects there was <laughs> uh, and um, that's kind of how I started and then I leaned into more of a niche which was product-based businesses mm-hmm. especially when the pandemic happened everybody needed to go visual, right? Everybody needed to go digital Um, so your visuals mattered, you yeah, know? And so true. I was like this is this is where I gotta be right here. I need to help people, you know, especially black women. It was a lot of black women coming up with small businesses popping up here and there, and I'm like, y'all don't know what to do, though. Right. Y'all need. Me. <laughs> so, you know, that's how it started, and you know, and now it's just me trying to figure out where I want to land. But that's how it started.
1: That's, that's how awesome. it started. I mean, it's a, a lot,
0: long story, but <laughs> a lot
1: to unpack right there. It's a good thing that I've been doing this for a little bit. So, I want to jump back to the arts pursuit said you used yeah. to sing you used to when you said all that everything about you just just all added up
0: it made sense it all
1: made <laughs> sense i was like 100% yeah what i mean i could see it yeah i could see it i could see it so <laughs> do you still venture in that do you still sing like once you said sing my my everything just started yeah
0: going crazy very yeah.
1: partial to singers
0: sing sing in the shower yes i yeah. uh, love to sing in the shower i love karaoke you know what i'm saying i'll sing then okay. <laughs> but okay. uh my singing days are really just for me like therapeutic you know or something uh but yeah i mean i used to do it in church and stuff but i not anymore okay. i think what i've done now is like those you know skills and talents have allowed me to develop a certain personality mm-hmm. and then also like made me who I was and mm-hmm. then so I'm able to do things like for instance Adobe Live. I'm able to go on there and be who I am and like just be expressive be able to communicate and all of that um
1: so you feel like with, that's because kinda, of what I've done yeah I feel like that just ties
0: you. into who yeah like mm-hmm. to get on the stage like is is uh, nerve-wracking
1: you 100%. know so
0: you can you can actually you know compare that to pitching. True. You know it's the same. Pitching is the same as that, being on that, that stage in front of thousands.
1: Especially you you if you don't do it a lot, and all depending on who's in the room. You know what I mean. Like yeah. if you're not able sure. to trick your mind, you'll be mm-hmm. sweating breaks. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. I think it has helped me in other areas of life that I probably wouldn't have known it did. Until now, you know, looking back and being like, I needed to do all that stuff to be okay with what I'm doing now. Like, I don't think I would have been able to get in front of what, however many people, and create on live, or I wouldn't be able to pitch in front of clients and not be able, you know, to express or figure out how to, you know, them to like me and sell or whatever. Because it's just, you know, who you are. You know, It, it made me who I am, and then it also helped me to kind of be comfortable around people, you know, or in front of people.
1: I see. I like that. Can Mm -hmm. you pinpoint um, what it is that allowed you to unlock that side of you? Because for us as creatives, Mm
0: -hmm. we are
1: in our heads way too much.
0: Oh, all the time.
1: So (laughs) and that's why so many creatives are introverts. You know what I mean? It's clear that you're not an introvert. No, no, no. <laughs> no.
0: I, and I like I try to be I'm like, I, I'm socially awkward. Yes, I could be very, very awkward. Introverted. I cannot be. It's just I, I'm like, I, I'm too excited to be to learn about people. And that's why when we first started, I was like, what do you do? What do you, <laughs> What kind of things do you do? I like, you know, I just like learning about people. That is cool. So, I mean, I think getting I don't know if your answer is I don't know if the question is like getting outside of your head. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Asking yeah, like how do you get outside that, yeah. of your head?
1: And be willing to um, freely express yourself. Like, I know you've probably done it long enough now that it's just natural, mm-hmm. but something kind of had to ignite that. So if you can trace back oh, to sure. probably what was that?
0: I would say that um I learned to just take chances on myself. Mm. Um, it took some time because I didn't have a lot of self-confidence or a good, like I didn't have self-esteem. I didn't think I was good enough. And to this day, I'm still working on it. Mm. I think I validate how I feel when I'm about to do something. So if I'm about to release a project, right. And I know it's very like personal and it's also something I really worked hard on and I want everyone to like it. And I'm just fearful of what I'm going to do, um, what I'm, what kind of, uh, feedback I'm going to get, um, I try not to pay attention on the feedback, but my intentions, right? Mm-hmm. My intentions are just to share this. And if one person gets touched by it, that's all that matters, mm-hmm. right? Like if one person likes it, I, I feel good about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I did my very best, you know, at this project. And if someone doesn't like it, that's just them, you know? But yeah. you have to validate that you are nervous, right? That you are fearful, that you are that you are going through those emotions. Because one thing I'm learning, because I'm also in therapy. So one thing I am learning with my therapist is that no emotions are bad emotions. Mm. Like there's no emotions that are bad. You have to validate what how you feel in that moment. And that's okay. Like it's okay to do things scared. It's okay to do things nervous. It's okay to be fearful when you're doing things. It's the fact that you did it. Mm-hmm. You know, you did it okay. And mm-hmm. what comes, you know, you never know what comes with that. What happens when you don't do it, you don't take a chance on yourself, you don't get that opportunity, maybe that was waiting for you. Right. You know, maybe you don't get seen by the person that you need to be seen by. Like all of these things add up when you don't take a chance on yourself. So I had to I I had to talk myself into it, right? Like you're a bad, you know, you are bad at this. Like right. you good girl, you, you look, you, you know, you're doing right. this. You, you you are talented. Like, you have to put those things in your head, you know, after the fact of saying, like, I am scared, <laughs> you right, know? Right. Then you tell yourself, like, I go back and I look at my work. Like, you've been doing this so long. You are good. Like, you know? Right. And then, you know, being able to just say it out loud to yourself and then and then do it and then see whatever results come with it. You know, worst case scenario, somebody don't like it. Okay. And, you know? That's really how you have to look at
1: it. I love that. I love that. It kind of... This is one of the things that I always say to other people is that, like, you shouldn't let fear affect your actions. hmm And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like... Yeah. A lot of times, that's what we do. We allow fear or apprehension to... Mm-hmm. We just... Our insecurities allow it affects our action and yes. causes us most of the times to not do anything.
0: To not do it. Yeah.
1: Like, and I love that you said that because that's a lot of what either I would say to someone or a lot of how I feel like I'm a, we're scared. We are fearful. Do it scared, but we doing it still.
0: <laughs> we do still doing it. You got to st- do it scared. percent. And to be honest, if you are fearful, that means that,
1: probably should be doing
0: it it's something you should be doing it exactly yeah
1: i love that i love it i love it all right so let's talk about what people exactly want to hear man what are some of the ways that you generate revenue
0: okay um so i did start a t-shirt line Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I uh, just started actually this year. And so check that out, you know, com slash shop. So I did start at that. And I'm also thinking of it. And we were talking about it before. Um, doing a subscription base on Behance. That's another way I'm trying to do so. Um, a lot of these ways, like as far as generating revenue, are really new for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are giving me a lot of ideas because things got a little slow for me. Um, So a lot of where I used to get my leads from were from Instagram and just all over social media. Um, But majority from Instagram. And then things started to kind of die down. So I was like, okay, I need to find other ways. Um, I do freelance for like any type of graphic design projects, things like that. Um, so whether that be like presentation design, course design, instructional, if people do branding or if they need templates, label packaging, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I've gotten a lot of leads from that. And, um, as far as like product photography as well, like people will hit me up for that. But, um, I'm going more into the design, you know uh, side of things so I'm kind of like switching it up a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah that's where I'm generating most of my income is getting leads from design things that people need from me Um, and also starting my own like brand thing so that where that's merch subscriptions um, and also I'm thinking of doing like selling digital products okay so that's the next thing on my list
1: okay talk about like what kind kind of digital products are you thinking about
0: Yeah. So digital products like templates. Mm, um, I've been hearing a lot of people telling me to go on like creative market and offering like different type of templates that cater to more of cultural diverse, you know, design, Mm -hmm. um, especially for and I would definitely say, especially for black women who are creating these small businesses for other black women, it's not a, a lot of when you go on these template, like on these template sites, it's like, it's always the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have places like Canva, right? But they all kind of look the same. And then you could kind of jot, you can kind of see, you know, oh, somebody else got my stuff. <laughs> right. So I wanted to get, so I wanted to do something where it's a little bit more culturally relevant and it looks a little bit more like us, if that makes sense you know how something feels black, but it doesn't say it's black, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Providing those is definitely going to be on my list this year. Um, I even talked about um, doing NFTs. Um, You know, my partner, Hank, he does, he has a NFT himself. He's trying to get me into it. You know, I thought about it. So that's definitely something in my digital product, you know, pocket. I
1: like that. But yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, So I heard you talking about like this series that you're about to start. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah.
0: Yes. So I am, I, you know, I reached recently was on Adobe live and I did um, a piece called uh, in my head, but it's called, it's a jungle. So I did like a jungle in my head. And the whole point was the series is about um, talking about things I talk like, that I talk about with my therapist in our sessions and like the things that go on in our head, like we were talking about how, you know, um, getting out of our head and like, you know, how creatives are always in our head and things of that nature. So I was like, I wonder if I just portrayed or just showed things that kind of like make me feel what's going on inside of my head. Right. And, and, uh, the last piece I did was like, it's a jungle. So it was like a, it was like literally me in a safari look like, you know, I had a, I had a giraffe in my jungle. I don't know why, but it did. Um, it didn't make sense. But, you know, that sometimes things don't make sense in my head, you know? And sometimes I'm looking for my way out, you know? Um, and I mean, everyone has their own interpretation of it, right? So that's the whole point. But I wanted to also influence people to, or just creatives, especially Black creatives, to seek therapy because it helps. Like, you know, um, I don't think I would have been able to understand how my mind works and who I am if it wasn't for me starting therapy and then being a better businesswoman too right being a better creative being a better businesswoman is really what matters to me and just being a better alexis um and overall that affects my creativity right so i was like well let me go ahead and start this series that's based off of what i you know go through or what i've been you know going through in life and one of those things is going to therapy um which has been helping a lot. So I'm using it as my outlet, right. To kind of like show people, you know, that therapy works for me. And then also maybe what's going on inside my head, you know? So, yeah.
1: I like that. Um, It's always interesting for me when the whole idea of therapy and different people talking about therapy and, you know, especially in our culture, like if you're doing mm-hmm. therapy, like that means something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like something, it's already gone wrong, or right. Your something is going on in your head. It's never. Right. It's never done as a. I guess proactive type way. It's always in a mm-hmm. reactive type or
0: way. preventative, right? Or
1: preventative, like, right? That's yeah. the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. A preventative mm-hmm. type way. It's always usually like. Um, a husband and wife's marriage is falling apart. They go to therapy. Uh-huh. Kids went uh-huh. through something traumatic. And all of this is necessary. I'm not saying it's not. right, But it's always through like something went wrong. Now we got to yeah. fix it. Um, talk uh-huh. a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So when I started therapy, someone just told me that I needed it. Like it was, it was, it was a conversation I had with a colleague and we were just having like a regular, like regular conversation. Nothing crazy. Like just a regular conversation. I started telling her about my experience with certain things and clients and all of that. And she was like, have you considered therapy? And I, I thought for sure that something was wrong with me. I was like, am I crazy? Like, are you trying to say I'm crazy? Are you trying to say I'm something wrong with me? And of course, I didn't react that way to her initially. But, you know, i that's what I was thinking, right? Like, I'm like, oh, you know, something's wrong with me then. And I had to do some a little bit of like self-awareness there. I'm like, well, you know, you did kind of overshare a little bit. <laughs> you know, maybe... Maybe she's just trying to say that maybe therapy could help with what I'm seeking, right? Um, And what I was seeking is just answers to maybe how, why was I thinking this way? And maybe why was I getting depressed after certain things? Or, you know, why was I starting to to take everything personal? How do I deal with rejection? You know, it was a lot of those things. And once I started therapy and I understood how my mind worked and how I, how I developed this behavior, you know, towards certain things that people said to me, um, it helped me understand like to be a little bit more aware of myself when I do enter certain, you know, situations that are uncomfortable for me or that allow me to go through these like rough emotions, right? Cause we don't want to say bad emotions, but they're a little bit rough. Right. And, um, It in a way I did it as a preventative measure. Like I was like, well, before it gets worse, before I (laughs) take a dive into like the deep end of emotions and whatever, let me talk to somebody and see if they can help me with, you know, not an issue, but just to understand, you know, also to understand other people. Like now I can be a little bit more. I'm I'm empathetic, honestly, and I'm like more people need therapy than I think they do and you realize that some people like even family like i'm realizing people in my family need therapy and like i'm like yeah so this is this is definitely something for me to understand how people work and then how i work and then to understand who i am as a person and then also to grow right like there's i i myself deal with anxiety um and i didn't realize how bad it was or how to what to name it when i went through certain things And my therapist was like, oh, that's anxiety. That's all that is. You know, here's what you can do, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, I could do that whenever I feel this way. Great, you know? And granted that you can get that information from anywhere, but to hear somebody to understand what you're going through and explain it to you in a way that you've never heard it before, you know, then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, so now I can heal from this, you know? Or now I can like figure out how to look at this differently, whether that mean like with clients or your relationship with your partner or family or anything like that. Um, That's the way I see, you know, therapy as a healing way or just to help, you know, in that way.
1: I love that. I love that. So we were, we were talking a little bit about like what's been going on with me. And I was saying, I work at a church. So this church Mm -hmm. I work for, they have a whole separate entity that Mm. is a counseling entity.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: So they counsel so awesome. they have their therapists, like they have the whole nine. And I've never seen that before. And the reason why it,
0: I've never seen that.
1: <laughs> the reason why it hit me is because like I've had I've I have a sister that has been dist- basically just devastated with depression. Like she's just been mm-hmm. downtrodden with depression. And I thought to myself like if that was around in the mm. early stages, mm-hmm. like she would be a completely different person. Or if we were sure. in that, in that thing. And we, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, it's just so, it's we need stuff like that. Like there are people skilled, not just going to school, mm-hmm. but there are just people skilled in in listening. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. letting you and walking you through answering your own um questions yep and yep that's a skill you know what i mean oh for sure and i feel like we so often are especially in our culture like are more focused on being strong Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: missing out on the essence of like like we actually need each other to get through some of the stuff that we're dealing with for sure you know what i mean? So, it was just so interesting, but I love hearing that like I love hearing people talk about because we need to understand it. part of the reason why we don't do it is because we don't we don't understand it mhm- yeah, what you what you don't and I was- I was scared. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I was scared. You know, I was definitely scared to do it because I was like, what if she labels me bipolar or something? Mm-hmm. And that's nothing wrong with that. Right? right. It's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. However, like what if, the, you know, I was like, what if, what if, what if mm-hmm. something is really wrong with me? You know, and you worry about all these things like what if I have to take medicine? What if I What if mm-hmm. you know, it was all of those things going through my head. I'm not going to say like I just jumped right into it and it was like, oh, yeah, therapy. No, I was scared. I was Mm -hmm. definitely like what we said, doing things scared, you Mm -hmm. know, like I was definitely scared to do it, but that didn't stop me from wanting to to evolve as a person, you know, like I want to evolve as a person and I can't do that on my own. And that's one thing I feel like in our community, we feel like we could do things on our own. And it's like, you got to get help. Like it's it's okay to get help.
1: Like this idea of like doing things on your own is a lie. I mean,
0: oh, for sure. Like we they, need, they lied to us when they said that
1: <laughs> we are, we are, we need each other. We need people like this. For it's, sure, it's, 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 but I love hearing this this part of your journey. So, on that note, what would you say was like the greatest fear you had to overcome?
0: Hmm. The greatest fear I've had to overcome.
1: If you feel comfortable.
0: No, I'm I'm good. I I mean, I have these conversations every other Monday. <laughs> um, I would say that it would be like me putting boundaries mm. on people because even though we need people, we have to be careful with the people that we choose to be around us. Hundred percent. Um, definitely saying no and not people pleasing anymore. You know, I was definitely fearful of, of people not liking me anymore or not, you know, wanting to be around me because I've changed or my mind, I changed my mind about stuff or I changed my mind about, you know, just who they are to me or whatever the case may be. Even clients like, you know, saying no to people who wanted a cheaper price, you know, me being fearful that, oh, I'm never going to get any more clients because I raised my prices. You know, like it. I think putting boundaries on that, it definitely did scare me because I was like, I'm never going to get what I want because I'm not satisfying these people and I'm, I'm not satisfying this person or that person. And it's like, I don't need to satisfy them. You know, I could put boundaries where it's healthy for me. I could say no. I have the right to say no. And I think that was a big fear for me. Um, especially last year because I dealt with a lot of rejection. And so, you know, it was definitely, I think I also have a fear of rejection, right? <laughs> like, I think that was also another fear of mine is like being rejected. Especially, I think that's every creative, right? Like being rejected is like, and that that that's going back to like saying like somebody not liking my project and saying like putting a thumbs down or something, you know, like, or someone saying like, this is trash, you know, whatever. Like, and focusing so much on someone who rejected it versus someone who praised it, you know? Um, I think that's definitely a a fear that I have, I'm continuing to overcome. um, Is, you know, putting those boundaries, saying no and letting rejection, you know, kind of just fly off, you know, kind of like just dust on my shoulder kind of thing, you know? I definitely feel like those are things that I am overcoming. Um, Cause I don't, I don't think, I think if my fear just goes away, then I, especially when I'm fearful of doing things, like I don't, I don't think I'm reaching like high enough. I think that's what I feel like. If I'm not scared to do it, I'm not reaching
1: high enough. <laughs> right. And there's, I mean, I. I mean, first I love the whole idea of like knowing who to let in your life and, because that mm. honestly, like that can be scary. And oh, for sure, you know, when you are labeled a nice person, or people love your personality, or, or you're labeled as a person that people like being around, those become the people that like those people. It's hard for them to say no mm. because they get that label. And I feel like you're one of those people that gets that label, nice person, oh, great yep. energy, nice to be around. Mm-hmm. And when it's time for you to say no, it becomes very hard. Because for oh, some reason, that person shouldn't be the person to say no. Like, those things shouldn't go together. Like, like really, it's really how dare us. But... Mm-hmm. um. I tell you that. like how
0: how dare you say no to me? How dare you not make me feel better about being around me and make me feel happy and you're not happy? But I don't care about your happiness
1: hundred percent but it's just like those, those that word no is is a is it's a very it's a very strong word, but I think For sure. we forget how expensive yes is mm-hmm. we we have cheapened mm-hmm. the yes like yes is supposed to be expensive. That is a word. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> supposed to be expensive, but we've cheapened it. You preach
0: it. it right now.
1: I'm trying not to, but it's just like, we're supposed to be like, when someone gets your yes, it should mean something. And we've just been like, yes. yes, all over the place till we're like, we're stretched thin and then we don't even produce good work. There we go. There so I, go. I mean, more power to you, girl. More power, okay, listen. More power to you. <laughs>
0: I appreciate it. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah, it is. It is hard. I've lost friends. Mm. I've lost like I've lost clients, I've lost friends, I, you know, associates, all that like it it's and for the right reasons. Like, I just was not going to allow that anymore, especially when I started therapy. I was like, I'm definitely not allowing this now mm-hmm. because it's not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting anything like and I to say I, I need anything out from it. Like, I need to always be getting things from people. But like, if the energy is not right, it's always going to affect me. You know, like, especially if like a client, especially if a client's energy is off, it's definitely going to affect me. You know, like I'm not going to do good work. I'm not I'm not going to want to do this project. They're not I'm not going to want to help them. I'm going to be done over with. It's going to be a problem every time I step it away. Every time I do something, it's going to be a problem that that's a lot of time and energy to go into someone who really just don't care about your boundaries. And you should have just said no to.
1: Right, man. You know, we do that so many times. Like what what we do instead of saying no, we charge more are like,
0: hoping, oh, yes. So no. I'm going about two grand and see what she's saying.
1: <laughs> hoping that they'll say no because it's so expensive. And they end up saying yes, anyways. It never works. It's
0: like, ah. It
1: never works, guys. It never works. It never no. works. They always <laughs> Just
0: say, <yes>. say no. <laughs> Just say no. It's not worth it. Not all money is good money, okay?
1: Sure. <laughs> see, that's a whole nother podcast oh, episode yeah. right there. Oh, yeah, there. for sure. Not all for sure. money is good money.
0: It is not good money. I love that. It's I love not. that. So
1: who would you say some, are some of the people that have believed in you, have built you up? Like, who are some of those people?
0: I would definitely say my mom is like my number one fan. <laughs> uh, she has supported me through every decision I've made, whether that meant to to sing, act, dance at one point, right? and Or if I wanted to be on TV or if I wanted to she supported whatever I wanted to do. Like, it doesn't matter what I wanted to do. She was like, yeah, if you want to do that? I think you could do it. You're talented. Yeah. Like, you know, and sometimes you need those people in your corner to just continue to do that. And I'll definitely say my partner, um, Hank is, has been just a number one supporter since we started, you know, dating or just when we started, even when we were friends, you know, at one point when we started as friends, he was always asking me, "Hey, what's the next thing you got going on? like, what do you got doing? I want to know your next project like i what when are you posting it? you know and um he hold me he held me accountable a lot like he he holds me accountable a lot too, so like people who do believe in you, I believe they will hold you accountable, and they will show you like okay, like you could do this, you know, and speak you know just affirmations to you and just speak." Life into you, and um, I do have a couple of friends, you know, that that do that as well. Um, But I would say my mom, my partner, have been like my most supportive people in my life. If I I honestly, without them, I don't know if I would continue to believe in myself, you know, like because I needed people in my corner to tell me like to root for you, you know, you need people in your corner to root for you. You'd be like, yeah, you could do this. At least one, you know, all it takes is one. Um, Even when you you know you don't believe in yourself so i definitely would say that those two people
1: I love that man there ain't nothing like a, a good supportive mama yo I promise oh, you. For sure. There's nothing like a good supportive oh, for sure.
0: mama I love
1: And i know it's cliche
0: that. but it's, i love my mom it's real, it's,
1: it's real though <laughs> like some of these cliche stuff they cliche because it's real
0: It's real It's real It's real and, and having a partner too cuz like people can be in relationships but that doesn't necessarily mean that person believes in what you're doing or mm-hmm. that they think is going to generate money. Because a lot of people are so worried about money and um, they don't realize like sometimes it takes a little bit of belief in yourself and belief in that person for them to actually go and do the things that's going to create the money. Mm-hmm. You know, Right. Um. so having a, a partner too, that and of course he does design as well. So we're both kind of like rooting for each other. <laughs> but you need somebody just to kind of like snap you out of it. Man,
1: let me tell you this, right? This guy, Hank Washington, (laughs) like, that's my guy. When I tell you one of the most genuine persons that I've met in all my years in the creative industry, like, he's a real dude. Real dude, man. That's a good guy right there. I know you he know is. that, but I have to. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we always got to try to give our people our roses when they can oh, actually yes. smell them, man. So,
0: yes. Because like, he keep, doesn't give it to himself enough. Like, so this I, dude I is always
1: interested in what the, the, everybody else is doing. Like, he's oh, yeah, doing stuff sure. too. Like, and yeah. anytime he's doing something, I'm like, I don't care. I'll shout it out. Like, it don't even yeah. matter. Like, I'm not worried about Like, he's just a good dude, man. Hank, Hank yeah, is a he good is. dude
0: he is and he'll and the thing is like he's the biggest cheerleader for everybody like it's it's not just me i've seen him do it for a lot of other people and just be a cheerleader and just literally be rooting for them Mm -hmm. you know regardless if they're competition or whatever you know even thinking about that it doesn't it's not even on his
1: mind no he's (laughs) just trying to build like he's trying to build a community like oh yeah for sure like He's trying to For build sure. a community. A little small town dude trying to build a community. Yeah. He's still in him. It ain't going yeah. nowhere. It's still in
0: him. It is. <laughs> it is still in him. It really is. It, it's something about coming from a small town and knowing everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, in your neighborhood, that makes you a a community leader almost. You know, or someone that admires. You know, continue to have someone. You know, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but like just people in your corner. You mm-hmm. know, or just being that person um, to be in that person's corner. You know. Um, it's, it's just something about that. Cause I don't, I don't come from a small town. I'm I'm a city girl. So <laughs> right. I didn't, I mean, you know, I moved around a lot in Florida. Uh, so I didn't come from like, like I would say community, like my high school is probably the most community I've gotten. But like the way that he talks about his Mississippi and his town and like the where he comes from and, you know, his family and friends and knowing them for years and, you know, all of those things like that definitely molds you, you know, as a person. It's just something different about it. So, yeah, shouts out to him. For sure.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's get into some fun questions. Right. What is that thing you can't live without? That's not your phone. Because we all hope on that thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this and I'm like, dang, what is it other than my phone? Um, I would, I would definitely say because I'm an expressive person and sometimes, um, I need things that help me to, to do that. So I would, I would definitely say like my journal, like I have to have a notepad somewhere, um, because I also call myself like a visionary too. So like if I have ideas, I need something to jot it down really quickly. I need to have something. So I, I feel like I can't live without that. And it's something about a pen and paper. Like it just beats the whole like texting it or you know trying to draw it on an iPad or whatever. Granted, like I love my iPad too. That's probably another thing I can't live without. Um, but I would definitely say like my, my journal is also my like idea book. You know, it's also like, where I put like myself on paper, but I also like get all my ideas out and what I want to do with my life and where I need to involve and things of that nature. So I've always been, and I've always been a diary journal girl, like since I was young. So I definitely wouldn't be able to live without that. Like I, tra- even though I don't write in it all the time, like I will travel with my journal just in case, like I will just have it in my bag, you know, even though I may not even write in it, but I will have it with me.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Like, I'm definitely a, a a journal, especially if I'm gonna be around or in a room with certain people. That there's yes. a great chance they're gonna drop some nuggets. Like, I yeah. always got like I have a book. Um, I guess it's called Notes. Yes. I read on the front notes and quotes, and I just uh-huh. got notes from being in some rooms that I was. I've been yes. blessed to be in, and I dated, mm-hmm. and I could say, you know, you know what. I was here on this date and this is what I got. Mm -hmm. So I love that. that.
0: Yeah. I love keeping record of that stuff.
1: That's true. All right. So book recommendations.
0: Book recommendations. Top
1: two. Maybe three. Top two. If you got
0: three. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I got like maybe four.
1: Sure. Let's do it.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So the one I I read last year, um, I'll start with actually the one I read when I first got into like marketing and like social media. Um, and it's probably some people have already read before, but it's called The Brand Gap.
1: Oh, nice. Um,
0: love that book. It taught me a lot about branding and how to look at branding. Um, that's a real I can't remember who the authors are. You have to forgive me, but I know the titles. <laughs> um, but yeah, the brand gap is really, really great just to talk talk to you about like branding and all of that, just to learn the differences and things of that nature. Um, another one that I read last year was called Rework. And I believe it's written by the people that made Basecamp. Um, but it basically uh talks about how they made Basecamp and how they made a sustainable like business and what they what their practices was to do so. Um, so it was really interesting and just kind of like add those things to my business. Um, and those practices really did help me kind of like, you know, just know how to look at my business and how I want my business to run. So that's a really good book, rework. Um the the next one I would say um that I've been reading through because it's it's I like literally pick up books and then I put it down. Um twice as hard, uh navigating like black stereotypes. Um that is That is a book (laughs) because it also helps you kind of title though.
1: I'm just saying, yeah. Title though, like, yeah. That just, that just, that just spoke. Yes, twice as hard.
0: Twice as hard. It literally says twice as hard, and then it says navigating black stereotypes, and I think it's something else at the bottom. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like it's written by a black couple, and they basically share experiences about you know black stereotypes and like how we navigate the professional world, right? With these things, these stigmas and things of that nature that fall on us. Um, really good book. I mean, and I'm, I'm, read, I'm still reading through it, so I haven't finished it yet, but that's that's probably a really, really good book for people who are, one, don't understand, you know, the black experience in a professional world and also black people who are having trouble with, you know, those stigmas, you know? So it's it's real. It's real. Um and then the next book I would say would be Oh, how I look at money, right? Um you're, it's called you're a bad ass <laughs> um at money, at making money. Um and I I read that last year as well and it helped me look at money a lot differently. And also my heal my relationship with money. Um, there's a lot of practices in there that help you to heal your relationship with money and things of that nature. So it's really good. I read a lot of books coming into entrepreneurship, especially around the pandemic, um, to kind of help me understand how to like run my business, but like also develop my personal my interpersonal skills and skills um that I needed to like, I guess things I needed to heal from, right? Like, you know to be a better person in business so those are probably really good books to read um as far as starting it i started in my entrepreneur you know journey so
1: i love those. those those are some um i was trying to type them up while you were talking um, yeah definitely. It's, it's some, really i
0: can send it to you too <laughs> yeah
1: for sure um those are some good books i like that all right so you are full-time mm-hmm. doing your thing right so because you're full-time most full-time folks got some kind of morning routine um yeah what is the first hour of your day or first two hours of your day like
0: okay so my first is and i feel so bad about but i do scroll on linkedin first (laughs) that's the first thing i do i'll scroll on linkedin and i'll because i am like i will even though i'm full-time I am looking for something part-time now just to kind of like, you know, be a little bit stable. It happens, you know, slow months. Um, so I le- I look on LinkedIn. I kind of like go and do a little bit of liking or commenting if I want to. Um, look at my inbox if I got anything. And then kind of just see what people are talking about, right? And kind of see like, what's the, you know, w- what's going on, you know, on LinkedIn? And what do I need to post? you know, for the day, like what would fit within that, you know, feed or timeline or whatever. Um, so that's the first thing I'm thinking about. I'm also checking my email. Um, so that definitely making sure because we're about to move. So I'm like looking for our lease. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm looking at my emails. Um, definitely making sure I have a smoothie. Um, I love smoothies, especially peanut banana, peanut butter banana, my favorite, especially from Smoothie King love smoothies like if you tell me oh I'm gonna make you a smoothie I love you forever you know like I, just, I love smoothies um also like it might be like a bagel sometimes maybe I'll do but now I'm on vegan bagels which I didn't even know that was a thing it's different the taste is very different
1: you and me both
0: <laughs> it's It's very thin, too. They're very thin. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's like potato starch, something else, coconut oil. Yeah. Like it's made with all these ingredients that usually vegan stuff are made of.
1: Now that you say the ingredients, I could see that.
0: Yeah. Right. Like it's but it's very thin. It's very thin. So, you know, I'm trying to like watch what I eat a little bit when it comes to mornings. Sometimes it's a Starbucks day. Sometimes it's a run to Starbucks, not even gonna lie. And I'm gonna have me a matcha, you know? Like, sometimes it's those things. It just depends on the day, you know? Are you but one of those um, like folks that
1: roll up to Starbucks and got like this very like bougie yes. drink?
0: Yes. Yes, I am. I'm sorry. I am.
1: <laughs> I'm, I ain't got no here. I am one There's of those. No judgment two over pumps here.
0: of vanilla chai, like sweet cold foam, like. <laughs> I'm the oat milk with (laughs) light eyes.
1: And now I come right behind you right after you. Can I have a coffee black? (laughs) It's just like lame chain. Like Starbucks. Like, bro, can you You leave? (laughs) And
0: I'm not going to lie. I got Hank on it, too. So he's addicted to Starbucks as well. He has his little. I love that. Oh, I'm going to
1: get him. I'm going to get him on that.
0: <laughs> he has his little order, too. So, you know, I uh, got him as well. OK. Um, And then it turns into me just like jotting down the most important tasks for the day. So that's why I say my journal is really important to me, Um, because I will use that to kind of like figure out it. I don't I try to have separate journals, but it's really hard for me. I have to stay on one because if I have too many. I will just have a bunch of them like blank laying around, you know, I'm like, okay, write in this one. And I forget what I wrote in that one to keep track of what I was doing. So um, I've tried planners, I really have, but I never stick to them. They're too structured for me, I think sometimes. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense.
1: No uh, it, it makes total sense, like don't okay, matter of fact, I don't even really want you to give me no lines, don't even tell me what date right. it is, like I can, I can figure out I'll figure all of that out. you know what I mean let me put my old I'll design it myself, gosh done, creatives, jeez, I'll
0: design it myself. Meanwhile, I did have an idea back in the day to create my own planner' Because I was like, I hate all of these planners, Girl, why are there so many boxes?
1: Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'm
0: telling you, I was like, I was like, I'm. I need to make a a, a planner for creatives because I know I'm not the only one that doesn't like all these restrictions and How you, you gotta. Know, put I want to write it
1: like that. What if I want to turn the book diagonal and write it?
0: Okay, right? Because I need to sketch today. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to sketch today. Like I need to sketch my idea today, and I don't need you telling me where I need to put it. 100%. Like you know. So 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 my so the way my journal is, it has like the days and months at the top. So you can circle what day it is and then circle the month. And then it's just lines on the paper. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So I will be like, okay, well, this today is August, whatever. Okay. Some structure, at least, you mm-hmm. know. And then putting whatever I need to put down, as far as my important tasks, either for the day or for the week that I need to get done. And um, I'm working on my organization because
1: that's—I mean, that's I, still pretty good, though. Like, whew. I think that's the biggest. If anyone that start in the day or the night before you you start the day, if you can write down not even like at least three, it, it actually don't even yeah. need to be more than that. If if yeah. you are doing that every single day or every single day before, like you've already set yourself up for success that day. Yes. Because yes. the amount of people that don't do that, you'll be surprised. So sometimes yeah. we are trying to bite off more than we even need to. Sometimes we think oh, like, for sure. we need to have this thing laid out, color coded, all that going on, different. Gra- no, ah, simple. No, you don't. Like simple <laughs> always wins. Simple always wins.
0: Can I t- But can I be truthful? That used to be me. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be like, oh, I need to think, have stickers, color code. I need to have this. And I need to have eight of these things done by today at five o'clock. Like, I used to really overwhelm myself. Yep. It was so bad to where I just didn't get nothing done. Because I was just so overwhelmed by, like, all the things I needed to get done. So, that I was just like... I need to find a new method. This is not working for me. And it takes time.
1: True. True. We've it all takes been time there. time
0: Yeah. Like, we, I mean, the thing is, like, it's probably going to change in the next two weeks. Who knows? You know, like, but right now, this works for me, yeah. you know? And I think it's just finding your groove. Like, that's so important is finding your groove. And like, if it doesn't work one week and it does another week, so be it. But find your groove. Like, find what helps you, you know, complete your task. Um, And stick to that. You know, if it helps if you got to dance, you know, a little bit and then write your stuff. Okay, cool. Yoga. All right. Bet. You know, sometimes you need to go to Wendy's and grab you a shake. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever works for you. You know, Mm -hmm. like I feel like you just find your flow and your groove. And then, you know, that works for you to be as productive as possible.
1: I love that. And so, as we're getting ready to close soon, but there's a question that I want I know we talked about like your greatest fear. I mean, what mm-hmm. advice would you give creatives um when it comes to overcoming fear?
0: I would say, um to repeat, I guess what i've I've said, I think previously is like you don't know what you're gonna miss out on. Especially if it's growth, evolvement, like it could be whatever. You learned something new. Don't allow that fear to take away that from you, or to take away how great that you could become. And I think that's one of a line I really love. I think it's a quote I really love. And I think that's like from um, what's that movie? That basketball movie uh, with Samuel Jackson, and he's playing. It's like no, which one you're talking um, about for some reason. just is, yes. is
1: it Coach Carter?
0: Yes, Coach Carter, yeah,
1: yes.
0: Yeah. He was like, you know, our our fear is how like how great we could become. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it, I'm kind of remixing it a little bit. But like, like, that's our biggest fear is like literally how great we can become. And then the responsibility that probably comes with that. But like every time that you say no to yourself, you're saying no to an opportunity, growth, or whatever lesson that you needed to learn from that to get to your next chapter or whatever you're waiting for, you know? You're just saying no to yourself. Mm. And like, I would think that you deserve better than that. You know, you deserve more than that. You know, everyone does. Mm. And so, you know, if you really do believe in yourself or you really do want to put yourself out there, like it is scary, but do it scared. Like it's okay to be fearful. It's okay to have fear. It's okay to be scared. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Mm. I would say it's a good thing. And, and you want to do it scared. And don't, you know, don't say no to yourself. Like, say no to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But don't say no to yourself.
1: You know, when you say that, it it reminded me um, when my wife, she used to work at an assisted living um, facility. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was common about a lot of those people was that they only talked about the things they didn't get to do. Mm. That's the only thing mm-hmm. they complained about. Mm. Not the pain they were feeling, not how old they were, but one of the things they complained about was just the regret of not doing this and not doing mm-hmm. that. Yep. You know, it's just yep. always remember that. Like nobody complains about what they did that didn't work out. No. Nobody Mm-mm. does. This is mm-hmm. stuff that we didn't do. And most And of you times, always
0: have time. Mm-hmm. And you got time mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you have time mm-hmm. like people change career at 40 50 60 whatever
1: 100%. you have time 100 percent.
0: use it use it yeah Alexis. that's basically what that says right
1: <laughs> this this no, has been awesome no
0: regrets. no regrets.
1: <laughs> this has been awesome for sure um so where can people go to find you and learn more about all that you're doing
0: uh you can find me at trail vision studio on instagram behance is trail vision uh twitter is, as well t-r-e-l-l-v-i-s-i-o-n uh trail vision underscore is on there if you want to add me on linkedin how you doing alexis roberts it's just my name <laughs> um but yes trail vision studio and everything else are trail vision yeah give I me a time
1: i love that I love that <laughs> and it will all be in the show notes. Girl, I'm so glad we finally got to do this. This was great. This yes. was nice. Um, it was good for me to get back in the groove and I felt like you were like the perfect person for me to get back in the groove with oh, podcast, is for sure.
0: I feel so I feel so loved. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this was
1: great. I love your energy and I would say just keep killing it. Um Thank you. Thank you. Listening to this week's episode, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps out the podcast. Remember to check out my latest project, flyteddy.com. Until next time, be blessed.